Hello and welcome to the first episode of Let's Talk About Thailand. My name is Kat and I'm here with Natalie. Hi. So first I'm going to introduce ourselves. My name is Kat. I'm in the 10th grade at Berkeley International School and I live in Bangkok, Thailand. And in this podcast, I and Natalie are going to talk about what to do in Bangkok because after school or on weekends, we tend to dabble a lot in like different things to do around Bangkok and we think it's really fun. And this whole podcast is going to be talking about, let's talk about Thailand. So there's going to be different episodes as to, there's going to be, let's talk and about Bangkok. Yeah, this one's going to specifically be about Bangkok. And moreover, like, more in, like, the Bang Nasukumba area where our school is located in. So, yeah. So, okay, so we'll be talking about things like night markets, malls, cuisine, and others. Oh, so what should we start with first? So, let me think. Um, I think, like, since we have to get around, maybe transportation? Okay, sure, that, that can be what we start with because that's what we need. All right, so first thing, maybe BTS stations. What do you think about that? Yeah, so BTS is a pretty cheap, kind of a cheaper alternative. And I think it, people can view it as like a safer option since there's a lot of people around sometimes. But also there's the inconvenience of some places are not directly connected to BTS, where, which means we're required to use another form of transportation that goes along with that. Yeah, that's true. So BTS is basically a train system uh, that goes throughout most of Bangkok and maybe some of the outskirts of Bangkok as well. Like the most, some popular stations are maybe Prompong or uh, on uh, Prompong has one of the one of the big malls in Thailand, yeah, Emporium like, and Emportier. Yeah, so, we, so like we that, go there sometimes. Yeah, that's like what's really convenient about the malls. Like often um, the stations are connected to condominiums and yeah, uh, living true. areas or yeah, popular. Tourist yeah. destinations and stuff. And perhaps you're not near a place where there's a BTS station, or there, the place you want to go to isn't near a BTS station. You could take Grab, which is kind of like Uber in Southeast Asia. Yeah. So there's different options. You can take a car, um, a taxi. A you bike. can even, if you're a lady, you could take Grab Lady because that's a lot. That's a safer option, which I think is a really great thing they put in. And you can take a bike, and there's multiple apps for a bike. There's a there's Bolt, Bolt as well. Yeah. So Bolt is cheaper, um, but the thing about Grab is um, you can actually connect your credit card to it. So in case you don't have cash on hand, you could always pay through your phone. And one thing that I think is really good about these applications is that sometimes, um, since Thailand is not like an English-speaking country. Um, normal taxis may not understand what you're trying to tell them and having these sort of applications help you like more easily communicate to like the drivers yeah so I sometimes have instances where the for example my Bolt bike is coming and we're texting on this chat I'm texting on this chat with the driver and he texts in Thai but then it automatically translates to English for me yeah. and then I text in English so it automatically translates to Thai for him so which is I think is really great okay so a tip so if you know about Thailand you've probably heard about the tuk-tuks which is basically a three-wheeled motorcycle with like 
couch in the back for people to sit and um, it's really popular amongst foreigners who are tourists but not much to locals as we would probably know that they tend to charge us extra especially if they know we don't understand the system where it's basically like an attraction yeah, for like pictures, it's, it's like, like fun. But. Yeah, the, since it's a tourist attraction, the drivers like to kind of scam people and say, "Oh, I want five hundred baht for a ten-minute ride." Like, no, 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 you're yeah. gonna have to um, be wary of those kind of drivers. And it's pretty fun if there's no traffic. But if there yeah. is a lot of traffic, then you'll be stuck in driving and breathing the fumes. So just uh, be aware of that as well. And yeah, I think that's a good overview of the whole transportation system in Bangkok. You want to go to... Um, yeah, let's move on to night markets, I guess. Night markets, yeah. all right. So um, maybe a month or two ago, or two, a couple months ago, Natalie and I went to this night market called Jod Fair's Night Market in Ramanine, and there was free entry, and it was next to Central Ramanine. Yeah. So what did you think about that? Um, I think it was a pretty nice market. I mean, overall, it was, it was pretty crowded, but that's, what, that's probably because we went on a weekend it yeah, was Saturday. Yeah. Um, the night markets usually opens at around like five or six p.m., yeah. but that that's the time where like the sun sets and everything. So I think yeah. it's pretty nice in terms of weather. Sometimes the pollution's pretty bad, so it, it's yeah. not really nice. But um, overall, if you like, I don't know, taking a stroll, getting some snacks, um, looking at some clothes or you're on a budget yeah. or something like it's everything's really pretty cheap at yeah. the night market and there's a lot of people and there's music and lights and everything you're, you can take your kids it's not something 18 plus that you can go to but um, yeah that's jod fairs and there's another night market called train train market Sanakarin, which is basically on the other side mm-hmm. of bangkok, bangkok. but um, I've been there. Natalie hasn't been there, but it was it was a really really fun nightmare to go to. It was on Sinakaran Store 51, just behind Seek and Square Shopping Mall, and it, the atmosphere is really unique and different compared to other markets. And it's a very lively with a lot of local people, and it gives a kind of classic retro and vintage style vibe. You can also thrift there, which I think is amazing because you can buy cheap clothes. Yeah, that sounds really nice. Like I think one of my friends are visiting from other country in a couple weeks and that's probably one of the places I would probably want to take her so yeah okay so let's move on um we're just gonna dabble in a variety of topics so we're gonna go to food and cuisine all right Um, oh yeah and I forgot to mention that in the night markets you can stuff your face with all sorts of delicious food at an (laughs) affordable price of course so that is amazing and all right so Food. Uh, what sorts of food do you like to eat when you go out, like on the weekend, or wh- which restaurants are your favorite? Um, I don't have a specific cuisine that I like, but I am addicted to like sugar, sugar. any kind of sweet dessert. Um, yeah, I'm more of like a sweet person rather than a savory. But yeah, yeah. so uh-huh. like, but I am. Addicted to like sugar, sugar, any kind of sweet dessert. Um, yeah, I'm more of like a sweet person rather than a savory. But yeah, yeah. so uh-huh. 
<laughs> that was funny. Okay, Siri, turn off. Okay, so for me, I can't eat much sugar, but actually, I've been trying to get into it recently. Because uh, of my diet, I can't eat much sugar. But I like to eat more Western cuisines because Thai food doesn't really adapt to my diet much. I agree. And, yeah, it's a bit spi too spicy for me. But if you're a tourist coming to visit Thailand, then there's a lot of like food stalls. There's a lot of Thai cuisine restaurants available at any mall or just alongside the road. Yeah. My mom even owns one on um, a road called Jurungkung. 75, I think, and it's called Kursarat Thai Cuisine, so if you'd like to visit that. Yeah, mentioning that about tourists, um, that actually reminds me. One thing that really attracts me to those type of places is sometimes the food is really Instagrammable. Like, you can take pictures, they're, they create the food so that it looks really nice, and it actually tastes really nice as well, so that's a bonus. Oh, yeah, that leads me to the cafes. The cafes around right. Bangkok are absolutely beautiful, are so, uh, I don't know, aesthetic, and you can post so many pictures on them. And yeah. one time, Natalie and I tried to go to, to this one cafe called Wallflower, and it's near Chinatown. And, yeah, so it's a really cool dynamic where during the day, these cafes are cafes where you can take pictures of your drinks and cakes and any delicious food. But then at around 6 or 7 p.m., they turn into bars with a lot of cocktails and live, live music. And it's actually a really fun and nice, calming place and environment to be in um, if you like going out at those times. Um, yeah. So I haven't, I've tried to go to Wallflower Cafe, but we went to it and it was closed. It was on the only day that it was closed. But <laughs> Natalie went during the nighttime where it was a bar and she said it was really chill and nice. And another cafe is uh, Toby's Cafe on Sukhumvit 38. And it's a cafe that will make you feel like, like you're in Melbourne like r rather than in Bangkok. And it's a really trendy cafe among many foreigners and expats. And it has an Australian-inspired menu. So I would go for this place if you're trying to have some brunch. It's a really good spot for brunch, and especially if you're craving something Western. Sukhumvit 38, guys. All right, so moving on from cafes, um, we're also still in the topic of cafes, by the way, but I'm touching into maybe you have some work or you need a place to get into the right headspace to work on your homework or any work you have got. So I would recommend going onto Google, basically, and searching up cafes that are open for like 24 hours or so. There's many places that are made that they're, they're, okay, there's so many places that would give you free Wi-Fi and the food is at a really good cost and every, basically like everyone sitting in that location are people who want to be there to work and I feel like that's a really yeah. good place to get motivated in and one place that I would recommend is like Siam and there's this place called Too Fast to Sleep which it's open for 24 hours but if you don't really know the place it's quite hidden but that also means that not many people know of it so it's like a wooden door you can ask locals around there to see where it's located and once you go in there it's like a completely different atmosphere where 
it's really great for working. All right, and there's also, I've never been too fast asleep, but that sounds pretty interesting. I might look into it. And there's also a place really close to school. It's called True Digital Park, and it has many restaurants, and it has, a, like, a bunch of Wi-Fi spots. It's, it's, called, it's true, so it's a, a Wi-Fi kind of mall. And you could work in almost any place in that kind of park, and it, it's, it's really great. And, uh, you can, okay. Can, yeah, can sure. I, okay, so adding on to that, they actually have rooms for you to rent out. So there's rooms for two people, 10 people, 20, or even, like, rooms for hundreds of people if you want to make gatherings or conferences um, and it's a really great place they, they call it classrooms but um, you can also contact them for like individual rooms for when maybe you're with your friends like two or three people I think it's around like 300 by an hour and yeah yeah so moving on from all the cafes and study places which are very great uh, we can move on to the more focusing on the malls and the the skate parks, sport clubs, like all that, all kind of atmosphere like surrounding around that. So let's start with a mall that's really close to um, our school called Megabongna, mm -hmm. and this mall has this mall is kind of like it's shaped like an oval, and you could just walk <laughs> around and walk around and walk around. And there's so many stores. There's there's no luxury stores like Chanel and all that. I mean there is, but no. It's not a really luxurious mall, but it looks very high-tech and nice, and all the people there, it's nothing bad about it. There's basically everything. There's an Ikea. There's a place you can drop your kids off yeah. when you want to go shopping. You can um, even put your bags away. Yeah, like, the lockers are the free. Locker, the lockers yeah. are free. And um, um, many restaurants. And there's a place right next to it for golf called Top, Top Golf. Golf. And yeah. Natalie can tell you about that. I love that place. Um, you can go with your friends, you can go golfing, um, you can play all sorts of games with the golf sets that, that they have to offer. They also have a really nice restaurant that has really, really good garlic bread <laughs> that every time um, my friend Audrey and I go to Mega, we have to stop by at that place and get the bread. Yeah, that's a ritual or whatever we do. It's kind of funny. Um, and they also have drinks if you are into that, but yeah. beware, they might check your ID sometimes. <laughs> like so. alcoholic drinks, they're definitely going to check your ID. Um, anyways, another mall, M Quartier, I was we talking about that. It's connected to the BTS station, Prompong, M Quartier, and Emporium. Emporium has been there like longer than M Quartier. M Quartier is kind of new. They're on other sides of the road, but there's a bridge, and they're basically like... Not the most luxurious mall, but it, it's really nice mall, similar to Mega. It's just that a lot more people go there, and um, it's more luxurious, meaning it has those luxury stores like Chanel, Gucci, yeah. um, Prada, Hermes, everything. There's things like that, and yeah, it's connected to the BDS. Very and nice. moving f a little further out, there's Paragon, Central World, and all of the CM squares and those places where a lot of Thai university kids and um, teenagers hang out. I think um, those malls also have a lot of like good attractions. And it's kind really of like nice Mega restaurants and, as well. Like Paragon has like branded stuff like yeah, all that stuff. And if you're trying to go to a really luxurious mall, I recommend Central Embassy or, uh, or Gay Sorn Village, which this place is 
just for the rich people, like or basically. like Icon Siam. Yeah, Icon Siam. Icon Siam is a really out. high tech, high tech mall. Very new. Has one of the biggest Apple stores. Yeah, and it's actually in the mall, and it, uh, this 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 mall is so beautiful. There's a um, how you say it? there's a floating market like inside the mall, the mall. It's crazy. and um, you can take a boat to go to Icon Siam because it's right by the river. They have the Icon Siam. It's by the Chaprya River, and it'd be a great thing to do during the day or at night, maybe. And they also have a gym, which is on the really top floor with a great view. You can see the river and the cities, and you can see all the lights at night. Yeah. All right. So last thing I'd like to talk about is um, to visit Jim Thompson's house, and this is. A uh, place with six traditional Thai houses renovated by an American architect who mysteriously disappeared, which I think is really um, interesting. So, opening hours are from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and there's guided tours, entrance fees. There is an entrance fee. Adults are 200 baht, and visitors under 22 are 100 baht, and free entry for children. So, it's situated in the same compound. There's also an art center, which is situated in the same compound as the museum. And yeah, I think it's absolutely amazing, located on Rama 1. Touching on to something we actually skipped a bit, um, which is the sports clubs and um, activities to do in Bangkok, I guess. Um, So recently, I've been to, um, Kat took me to this firework event at a club called the British Club which I think is, like, joining a club in Bangkok could be a really good, good way to connect to people, especially during your free time. Yeah, and, and just, like, have fun during... And you, all these have fun during the day. It's just, it's just so great. British Club is it's kind of like a country club. You guys know what country club is, a country club is. And, yeah, you, just need, you need to be a member to go in there, but once you're a member, you can go there every day. There's every also day. one behind M. Quartier, which I go rock climbing in. And there's a ton of great activities you can do. There's badminton, table tennis, all sorts of sports, swimming, a gym. You can, you just have to buy, you just gotta be a member at the place and you can go there. Kind of, yeah. Um, And one more thing, if you know me, I love skating. Um, I surf skate and skateboard. And there's a ton of skate parks all around Bangkok where you could go um, and, yeah, basically, you go there, you can either go skate, or you can go there to just hang out with your friends, basically. Um, there's a, there's always a cafe or some sort of place that sells some food, some drinks. Um, yeah, and it's just a good place to hang out, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to use that to end the podcast, like this episode of Let's Talk uh, Thailand. It's the first episode, so welcome to that, and goodbye guys thank you for letting yeah thank you for listening to us and um hope you subscribe or suggesting that you subscribe so you can you guys can listen to the next episodes which are probably going to be about Huan, phuket Pattaya, other tourist attractions all around thailand so signing out i'm signing out i'm kat i'm natalie all right see you bye guys goodbye